Ramily, Ramily, Ramily. Welcome in to Ramsaholic Season 1, Episode 3. I'm your host, Shay. You can find me on Twitter, at ShayTweeted at. You can find the team and all of our other content over at Toilets of Titles on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe and follow all of our socials. Uh, today, we're going to go over the Los Angeles Rams camp battles as OTAs are finally under the way. A lot of position groups are up for grabs this year, making this one of the most interesting OTAs we have seen in some time. You can find all of our content, including articles, mock drafts, player rankings, and episodes at toilistotitles.com. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe. Also, turn on your post notifications so you're updated every time we upload a new video, which is every day. Check out our sister network and all of your uh, college football needs at the CFB Nation on YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to put in the before CFB Nation. Throw us an Apple podcast, iTunes review. And lastly, if you'd like to interact with the team, discuss any NFL content, fantasy football, or college football, or if you'd like to get in our weekly mock drafts, reach out to me or coach at Coach Sheps on Twitter to get into our gilded chat. Let's cue the intro. Yeah, good friends going with the wind like Pac said. Legends never die, so we not dead. I'm a fresh white boy, you can call me a pothead. If you say I ain't got bread, hate my life. All right, so OTAs are under the way. Um, and quickly, I do want to just give a quick shout out to White Wave at WWave508 on Twitter. Uh, he's actually the one that does my intro and outro. Uh, he's a local rapper from Massachusetts. Uh, Fall River as the city where I'm from. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. And um, make sure to give him a a follow as well. He posts daily as well. Um, So yeah, let's just get into the the OTA camp battle. So I want to start off with the cornerback group. An intriguing group we have this year, obviously losing Jalen Ramsey and Troy Hill, two veterans, that were great leaders for us. We're doing a complete 180 now as we have a cornerback room that's uh, Kobe Durant, Robert Rochelle, Darion Kendrick, and I want to call him just Trey Tomlinson, Travius Hidges Tomlinson, so nickname Trey Tom. Um, those are our four corners right now, and uh, let's let's look at this little battle we have here. Um Rochelle has the size. He's six foot two, 195 pounds. Uh, could be u- utilized against taller wide receivers. And at the age of 25, he actually has the most experience of the bunch. This is his third year in the NFL. So it's it's definitely a young cornerback room, which I'll expect some rough patches going forward for us. And then you have Dion Kendrick. He was a six round pick last year. He's a, he's a good tackler. He's from Georgia. 
definitely plays like he has that dog in him. And I do like his potential going forward. He uh, He's definitely still a little raw in his coverage skills, but his tackling's up there, man. And it, it was good to see last year, see him get some time and see what he could do as a rookie. Uh, and then someone else that was a rookie last year going into year two who – I have as one of our top breakout candidates is uh, Kobe Durant. He's about six feet tall, 180, 185 pounds. Um, right now listed as the cornerback one without Jalen Ramsey. He, it's, his, uh, it's his secondary as far as cornerbacks. And, um, you know, it's, it's still a camp battle, so nothing's a lock. But I think Durant has that QB one locked up. Uh, very good coverage skills. I think tackling is where he could definitely use some vast improvements. He had three interceptions last year, one of them being a pick six on our new QB, Ripen. So his nose for the ball really makes me feel good about this group going forward. And, you know, a lot of potential here. And then we have Trey Tomlinson who won cornerback of the year last year in in college football. Uh, He's a rookie right now that is listed fourth on our depth chart at cornerback or third. Maybe he's ahead of uh, Kendrick. Um, I do love his tenacious play style and his fight to get to the ball, you know, at his size being five, nine, he is undersized. Um, which is probably what made him slide so far in the draft. Because if you watch him on film, like the guy is just talented. And I I understand that height, weight for certain positions really makes GMs either skeptical or ecstatic about certain players. And it could, it could work or it could burn you. Um, There's a lot more than just height and weight. You gotta, you gotta have that heart. You gotta have that will to go out there and, and ball out. Um, and, you know, at his height of 5'9", one cornerback that he really reminds me of at the same size is Antoine Winfield. Um, super great tackler, a uh, guy that could cover as well, but he was really physical. Uh, that's what he used to make up for his size. He would hit you. You know, you go up for the ball, Antoine Winfield would just crack you. Of course, it was a different error. Now you can't touch, hit as much. Um, But I think that's my comp for him, seeing the way he plays. And then his uncle's uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, so hopefully he has a little bit of that football blood, you know, in him, and and he balls out for us. So him being a rookie, he will have the tallest ladder to climb to really prove himself, but – there's a reason we took this kid in, and I'm, I'm excited. So as of now, I'll say the starters will be Duran Kendrick with Rochelle in the slot on May 24th. But we got a lot of time left, man. You know, that's why camp is great. Some teams already know who their starters are. Typically, the Rams have known, but, but this year we're going to have some battles, and I'm excited. And we got our Super Bowl. I think we're going to go 10 and 7 this year, be a real competitive team, but I'm excited to see how these young guys develop because it has been a while. 
Oops, let me fix my camera. All right, so now uh, another position group on the defensive side of the ball is edge. We have Byron Young, rookie, Daniel Hardy, year two. Um, Byron Young was our first pick, second pick, sorry, this year in the draft. And it's getting a lot of hype uh, from from the Rams fan base, and I agree. For sure, I agree. I think uh, you see him in OTAs with his muscle shirt on. The guy's looking huge with his embroidered tattoo. Um, guy's just a monster. He's been through some some stuff in life. And right now he is listed as the starter. But Daniel Hardy has a shot. Um, this is our weakest position group. You know, with the departure of Leonard Floyd... There's definitely some snaps to be given at that edge. Um, and I don't think Daniel Hardy's just going to slide over. This is his second year. His first year, he definitely dealt with some injuries. Um, when he was out there, uh, he did look a little slow. And he was a seventh-round pick. So it is expected. Um, there's a reason certain players go to seventh round and disappear some make noise but due to how weak this group is i'm not sleeping on daniel hardy here i think he could push on this start and roll with byron young and we gotta see what work he's gonna put in byron young is definitely a, a gym rat so aaron donald's gonna love that but a gym rat doesn't mean you're going to be a great edge. So everything has to be earned here. And this film looked great, but I still consider this a camp battle. I'm not going to say it's 100% Byron Young's job. When you have rookies uh, that are not top picks, then nothing's a given. Uh, the defensive line, you have... Bobby Brown, Kobe Turner, Marquise Copeland. Uh, Copeland can play D-end or outside linebacker, whatever you want to call it now with the edge. Everything's hybrid. It's a hybrid role position. Um, Oich seems to have that position locked up. Opposite end, Young or Hardy, in my opinion. Uh, he earned it last year. He balled out. One thing I will say is he definitely looks – a little bit slow on the edge, so maybe more of a defensive end and then Copeland slide over. But defensive line, we're going to need some bodies to be there with uh, Gaines gone, Robinson gone. So these three guys are the guys that I see fighting for that role. We did just give Copeland a new contract, so he's definitely going to be utilized. He could be used on the interior, exterior, so he could be uh, a utility guy on that defensive line. Uh, Kobe Turner, he's the rookie of the group. He definitely showed some things at Wake Forest uh, that made me feel he'd be a great fit alongside Aaron Donald. Most players are. You play with Aaron Donald, he brings out the most out of you. Um. Showed improvements when he when he did transfer 
two-way force from Richmond, uh, bigger school. So I think he really wanted to to get his uh, name out there. One thing I will say is he's undersized, as I mentioned in my episode one of Ramsaholic when I discussed rookies and my favorite picks. Talked about his size a little bit, but the GOAT Aaron Donald's also not the biggest guy. So I think that's a good mentor to have. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see how those skill sets that he has transitions to the NFL. And then lastly, Bobby Brown the third. Brown is far from undersized like Kobe Turner at 6'4", 324 pounds. He is a little bit slower than the other two, but run-stopping-wise, he is the best one. Um, with that size, he can really push the middle of the interior of an opposing uh, offensive line. And right now he is listed as the starting nose tackle opposite Aaron Donald. But one thing I know this is going to be a competition, but it's super close. I would say this is probably the, the closest position group battle uh, that all these guys are going to get a ton of snaps and be utilized certain matchups. We versus a run heavy team. Bobby Brown will probably play a lot more, uh, more pass heavy team. Maybe we see the rookie Turner get in there more. Copeland will probably be used on the edge. It's going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a good problem to have when you don't know who your starters are because you you got some depth finally. Um, now we're going to go to the offensive side of the ball. And before we do, I want you all to please – you know, like this video, subscribe if you haven't already, and turn on your post notifications. And also, join our Patreon. Our Patreon is patreon.com backslash toilets2titles. And we have a few levels, and we're honestly working right now on pricing. So please just visit our Patreon, check it out. Um... You're going to get things from in-season waiver wire episodes. You're going to get episodes that only you, a Patreon member, will be able to see. You're going to get one-on-one -on -one draft advice. And with draft season right around the corner, I highly suggest you hop on this. You know, why put in the effort and the work into looking for sleepers and steals and busts when you could have us do that for you? And at $3 to $10 range for all of our monthly subscriptions, it's a steal. And then we have the Frankenstein League, uh, Fantasy League, 60-plus people. Uh, it's definitely different than your typical league. You'd have to get with Coach and Justin on that and figure out the rules. It's definitely not something you're probably used to, but it's worth it. It's a $25 value. And you could get it just by paying $10 a month and join the Patreon. And you're also supporting young sports networks that, you know, are growing. And there's nothing that feels better than supporting, um, you know, the lower-tiered sports networks that are soon to be at the top. So we appreciate you. Make sure to check it out, patreon.com backslash the list of titles. Now, Title Tribe and Ramley, let's get back into it.
Uh, let's look at the offensive side of the ball. QB2, because we already know who QB1 is, Matthew Stafford, right? Uh, QB2, we do have a battle. We have Stetson Bennett and Brett Ripon, who I mentioned earlier is the pick six man for Kobe Durant. Um, it may seem obvious that it's Bennett's job. He's a rookie quarterback, uh, McVay's first quarterback he's ever drafted, played at Georgia, which uh, like Stafford did, not to, not in the same timeline, obviously. Um, but that right there bonds you when you went to the same college. Um, but he's no luck. So Ripon, one thing I did see from him in the Denver versus Rams game, I won't lie to you, I'm not doing film study on him, but I did watch that whole game, and he ended up coming in for Russell Wilson since that game was a blowout. Uh, he definitely got rattled. Uh, and when he was rattled, he was forcing it to his first read, a la pick six to Kobe Durant. Um, one advantage he has is he has two years of NFL experience. Um, it's only two years, but... That's still NFL experience. Some of the pros that Bennett has is he had a great college career. Uh, he won two national titles, and he put up respectable numbers at Georgia. For a rookie, he is 25 years old, one year younger than Ripon. But when he has shown that he has uh, a will to win. And he thrives in big moments. Last year, well, this past year in the title game, he had four passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns against TCU um, in that championship game. And then the year prior, he had two passing touchdowns versus Alabama. And a key is he had no interceptions in either game. Uh, he does what's asked of him. He'll make the throw. He won't look to force things. And he has an underrated deep ball. Watching film on him and then seeing him in OTAs, he's he's got a nice deep ball, uh, something that you probably wouldn't think from a smaller-framed quarterback like him, but he for sure does. Of, of this camp battle, I said there's no luck, but I have a feeling Bennett's going to win it, and that is my hope that he does win it. So at running back two, we have Kyron Williams versus Zach Evans. This is another battle I like um, on the offensive side. Kyron Williams had moments last year where he looked pretty good and showed some pass-catching pass skills with nine catches on 12 targets with the second fiddle offense that we ended up playing with due to injuries throughout the season. Um, I do feel he is... Uh, better in situational moments, two-minute offense. I do not see him being a three-down back at his size at 5'9", more on the lighter side as well. And that brings me to Zach Evans. Zach Evans is 6 feet, 220 pounds, and definitely has the build skill set to be a three-down back. I feel like if anything does happen to Kev, uh, Cam Akers, that Evans will be the next guy up. He is currently listed on listed third on the depth chart, which I feel is definitely going to change in the next month or so. 
He played in 12 games last year for Ole Miss, missing time with a hip injury and a concussion. Yeah, he still racked up 936 rushing yards on 144 carries. He was tied for 10th in the FBS with 6.5 yards per carry, rushed for nine touchdowns, and caught 12 passes for 119 yards and a score. 10 total touchdowns. So I think he could be the next guy up, and you're going to probably see him really skyrocket up. Dynasty rookie drafts. I've already seen him going in the second round, so the hype's getting there. Now we can move to the offensive line. Um, This is my favorite problem to have of everything because last year we had so many injuries and so much bad luck at the offensive line. Set an NFL record for the most offensive line rotations, lineups per week, and injuries. So it was pretty bad. Um, So at left tackle, we have Joseph Nopal, who signed a three-year, $45 million contract last offseason, and Alaric Jackson. At right guard, we have Logan Bruss and Coleman Shelton. And at center, it's Brian Allen and Coleman Shelton. So those are the main position groups I feel like are not a guarantee. To me, Steve Avila is going to be the start and left guard. He was our first pick. Should have been a first rounder. Almost was to Dallas Cowboys. I think he has to be the guy. Um, He plays very physical and he's a big boy. Um, And then Rob Havenstein, right tackle. Lock it up. The veteran of the group and one of our best offensive linemen outside of Whitworth that we've had in the past decade. So those two guys are locks. Everything else, it's a competition now. What I would like to see is Alaric Jackson at left tackle. When he was at left tackle, he was great. He was better than Joseph Nopum. Granted, Joseph Nopum's numbers last year were horrible. He allowed a lot of pressures and sacks. A lot of it came week one versus Von Miller when he got exposed. And Von Miller practiced with this guy, so he probably knew a thing or two about his weaknesses. But the fact that he got that big contract, and if he stays on the roster post-June 1st, and doesn't get traded or cut for some cap relief uh, due to cut or even more cap relief due to trade, then he's going to have a shot here. Um, Alaric Jackson's been a very good left tackle for us uh, last year before injury. And, you know, that's the thing with him too. It's the injury. These guys both got injured. So who's going to come back healthy and who's going to come and who's going to come to want it more? My vote, Alaric Jackson. Noteboom, better at guard. So I can honestly throw Noteboom into the right guard conversation or left guard if Steve Avila wants to move to right guard. See, we have some guys that can be utilized at different positions on the line. Good problem to have. Stressful for the coaches to decide on this, though. Um Because Logan Bruss is listed as a starter, but Coleman Shelton was brought back. Uh, Coleman Shelton's 
actually a very underrated player. I know my diehard Rams fans out there knows how good he is, and I would put him at center. Cam Akers had three straight 100-yard games rushing with Coleman Shelton at center. Brian Allen is McVay's boy. We know this. We've been a, a long-time Ram. He loves Brian Allen. But Brian Allen is undersized and super injury-prone, and Coleman Shelton always comes in and saves the day. I don't believe Coleman Shelton will start at center just because McVay loves Brian Allen, but I believe he should. But I, I trust McVay and the coaching staff, right? Um, Logan Bruss versus Shelton versus no boom, right? At, at another guard position, if Brian Allen gets the starting center and Alaric Jackson gets the starting left tackle, that is tough. Logan Bruss, we really don't know what he can bring. He got injured last year in his rookie year. He was a third-round pick. So we really didn't get to see what he can do, and it would have really been nice if he – didn't get hurt because last year we really could have used him. It would have been a good season to see what he can bring to us. A lot of Rams fans like him. I like him as well, but I'm not ready to say he's a lock to start. My starting offensive line setup would be Alaric Jackson, left tackle, Joseph Noteboom, left guard, Coleman Shelton, center, Steve Avella, right guard, Rob Havenstein, right tackle. Let me know in the comments what you think of that and what lineup you would like to see. I mean, there's a lot of variety we could throw out there. And then lastly, our wide receiver two and three group. So we already know who's the wide receiver one in a landslide, Cooper Cup. Uh, to me, the best wide receiver in football. A wide receiver two is a toss-up. Um, we've had Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods. We've always had our wide receiver two with Van Jefferson being the wide receiver three. But this year, can Van Jefferson really handle taking on that wide receiver two task? Last year, he had to take on the wide receiver one, in essence, with Baker Mayfield because we really didn't have much options. Robinson was out. Cup was out. Stafford was out, which hurts. Uh, really understanding what Van Jefferson could have brought, but he made some big plays with Baker Mayfield, and he showed he's a starter. I feel Van Jefferson has to work on ball awareness, finding the ball, and improve on his consistency right i think his route running is pretty good uh he's definitely a deep ball guy as well out of florida that was his thing which is why we took him we love those good route runners um <clears throat> it really hasn't translated at a high level in the nfl and this year it, it, it will um he's in competition with puka nicoya hopefully i'm saying his name right i am gonna eventually get his name down packed hearing it Every week this year, <clears throat> Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, and Lance McCutcheon. Like, all those guys can fight for that number two. I personally think Cup, Puka, and Van will be our 
trio. At some point, I really believe in Puka. And he took Robert Woods' number at 17 before he switched it to two. And he's going to have to live up to that hype because that's who he's being comp to. He blocks well. Good hands. Good yak guy. That's Robert Woods. I am really looking forward to seeing what Puka can do. And to me, his skill set fits that wide receiver too. Van Jefferson fits that wide receiver three. He can give you those three catch 60-yard games, those four catch 80-yard games and a touchdown. Um, But I think Puka could give you those six to eight catch games, 80 yards, block well, throw in some touchdowns, very versatile. Ben Skoranek, he had definitely, definitely improved last year because uh, most of us Rams fans wanted him out. I don't see him as a, a guy that's a starter. I see him as a depth guy. You could throw him in 40, 50% snap share maybe. I don't see him as an 80 to 100% snap share guy. Tutu Atwell. I think we may just have to admit that was just a horrible pick if we haven't already by now. Um, We won our Super Bowl, thank God, but he had no part in that. Last year he did have one touchdown with Matthew Stafford versus the Saints on a deep ball, and that's what I see him being. I see him being thrown out there for 5 to 15 plays and being utilized as a deep threat to extend the defense to make the the safeties – back up a little bit, but he's very little. And I'm I'm going to root for him. He's a Ram. I'm going to root for him. But he's not someone I could lock in as a one, two, or three. Four possibly, but he's got to pass Ben Skoranek. Lance McCutcheon looked great in preseason last year. Then in the regular season, looked a little lost. It's a huge difference, but... He was a preseason sleeper, you know, made me stash him in dynasty leagues, and I had to keep him on the taxi bench. Overall, these camp battles are going to be something we're going to have to watch. I'm going to be updated on it. I have the Rams on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, so I'm watching, and uh, I hope you are too, Ramley. So thank you all for tuning in. As always, make sure to smash that like button, subscribe, turn on post notifications. We really appreciate the love, Ramily and Title Tribe. As always, take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. I am Shay at Shay tweeted that, and I'm out. It's 4 a.m. in New Bedford. I'm getting my shit together. City just ain't safe. These kids down for whatever. Letting the lead fly. They flocking just like a feather. I couldn't stay there forever. Career not getting better. I ain't no rapper. Can't imagine not getting cheddar. They posting pics in their base models. Not even leather. It's not even leather. It's 4 a.m. White. What's up, Title Tribe? We appreciate you watching the show. If you want to catch up on all of our college football content, make sure you subscribe to the CFB Nation by clicking their link below. Make sure you subscribe to the Toilets Titles Podcast Network by clicking our link below. And make sure to catch our other content by watching these videos to the side.